Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network is proud to present Sharks Instant Replay. Highlights from the most recent San Jose Sharks game. At SAP Center at San Jose, the final score, the Montreal Canadiens 4 and the San Jose Sharks nothing. Time now for the instant replay of all of the activity here at the Shark Tank. Enthusiastic crowd on hand at SAP Center at San Jose. Uh, announced crowd of 11,463 fans. In the first period, Aiden Hill was tested early as Kyle Suzuki of Montreal came rushing in. Inside Sharks territory, San Jose couldn't clear it out. Here's Mike Hoffman coming in, throwing into the right wing, and a backhand chance, stick save, made by Aiden Hill off the number one center iceman, Kyle Suzuki, and the puck is batted down with a stick above the shoulder, but that's the chance the Canadians really wanted, and it's the one the Sharks were dreading because they've given up goals early in each of their last two games. And that was 103 into the game. It didn't go into the back of the net because of a good save by Aiden Hill, but it was a portent of some bad things to come because because the Sharks were starting off a little bit late, as we said several times tonight. Yeah, they, they started off just a little bit sluggish out there, and, and it showed just, you know, they weren't clean exiting their zone. On that play, it was just a, you know, a little play at the blue line. They were looking at each other to who was going to get the puck, and the Montreal Canadiens were able to jump on it. And so it was 0-0 a minute in. And then with about 16-24 to go in the period, Jake Allen started his heroics with Logan Couture, the captain of the Sharks, getting a golden scoring chance. In the offensive zone, Meyer feeds to Couture in front of the net, point by chance, and that's a great save by Jake Allen at 3.36 of the period. So we've had one great save on each end of the ice, Hill against Suzuki and Allen against Couture. 12 minutes and 9 seconds into period number one, the dam finally burst in favor of Montreal, and it would be Mike Hoffman, a noted Sharks nemesis, who skillfully got the puck past Allen. Jonah... He throws it in deep. Now the Canadians come back the other way. Suzuki across the line. Drop pass. Quick shot. Save made. Rebound. They score. Aiden Hill tried to dive to his left. And Mike Hoffman's side of the goal was able to deposit that into the goal. It is 1-0 Montreal on a rebound play in front where Hoffman was unguarded. Hoffman getting his third goal of the young season, assisted by Brett Kulak and Kyle Suzuki. Canadians had the 1-0 edge, and Hoffman a history of success against the Sharks. This is his 22nd game against San Jose, his ninth career goal, and his 24th career point. And by the way, it is career point number 398 for Hoffman as he gets close to that 400-point milestone. So there we were at the end of the first period of play. Montreal leading by the score of 1-0. But the Sharks would go back to work, and work they would. But unfortunately, the bounces just wouldn't go their way in this game. At 8.53 of the second period, Alexander Romanov hadn't scored in 58 games. But after some great work by Jonathan Druan, he was able to blast one past a surprised Aiden Hill. 
Dvorak against Couture on the draw. Logan got the draw back, but Drouin hustled to it. It's fed to the point. The Canadians score. Romanov from the point, surprising Aiden Hill. And Montreal has a 2-0 lead. I think that was the play of the game uh, in that game tonight because of the hustle by Drouin and the quick play by Romanov, who had a strong game all night. Yeah, play of the game, but also story of the night. You know, the Sharks ended up winning that faceoff, and there's the loose puck sitting there again, and Drouin was able to jump on that, take that as a takeaway, take it whatever way you want. He wins the battle, ends up finding the puck out top to Romanov, and he, he blasts a shot past, you know, Aiden Hill, and that was just all Drouin there just right off the faceoff. That is our official move of the game. The distance between SAP Center and the Bell Center in Montreal is 2,996 miles or 4,822 kilometers. The move of the game is brought to you by SM Moving. Quality in every move you make. And so 2 0 Montreal, just about halfway through the game. The Sharks kept pressing. And you know what's kind of interesting? Is from that moment on, San Jose again refused to quit. And the shot, the shot clock started to tilt in the direction of Jake Allen. San Jose outshot the Canadians 15 to 10 in the second period, and an amazing 20 to 12 in the third period. And yet, Jake Allen was absolutely magnificent, and that is a credit to him in terms of keeping the puck out of the goal. And Montreal would continue to battle it out. They were on the power play. Now, only a second time in this game, while the Sharks were 0 for 3 on the man advantage, and Brendan Gallagher would score a fluky goal in front. Instead, Suzuki, right corner, dancing with the puck against Ferraro. Twists away from him, spins it around far side. Caulfield works it loose. Gallagher feeds it around the board. Suzuki to the slot. Stopped by the skate, fed in front. They score! That was a shot by Anderson, more of a centering pass, and it deflected in a weird bounce. It gets by Hill, and the Canadians have scored on the power play. They lead it 3-0. Gallagher was the man who bounced that weirdly off his shin bat, maybe off the shaft of his stick, and it got by Hill. Josh Anderson got one assist, and Kyle Suzuki the other at 12.54, a power play goal. You know, if the Sharks had scored one of those three power play chances, things might have been a little bit different tonight, but this goal was another killer because the Canadians had the three-goal lead, and now they were playing with confidence, defensively at least, even though they were giving up all the shots. They felt that Jake Allen could stop everything. Yeah, you know, there's little moments in the game where you feel like either you, you give the game away or there's crucial moments, and I felt like that power play goal, you know, near the end of the second, and the two missed power plays by the Sharks. We talked about that in the Toyota Keys. There were some opportunities there for to get on the board, you know, only down you know 1-1, after the end of the first, and then, you know, kind of get that goal within two at the end of the second. They were just weren't able to pull the trigger. And so it was 3-0 Montreal at the end of two. As I said, in the third period, the Sharks outshot the Canadians 20-12, a season-high number of shots in one single frame for San Jose. Totals for the game, the Sharks a season-high 45, the Canadians 32. And yet it would not be the Sharks' night in spite of all of those chances. Instead, the night would belong to goaltender Jake Allen. Here he is in the third period with a big chance early on. Another very sharp stick save by Jake Allen, who's been letter perfect thus far. Now it's poked on net. On a weird play by Benino and a great save by Allen. Off a misdirection play by Nick Benino. He thought sure it would get by, but somehow Allen got his left pat on it and kept it out of the net.
You know, that's the kind of play that went in for the Canadians. That Gallagher goal was just like that, but for Benino, it wouldn't go in, and so his struggle to get his first point as a Shark continues. Yeah, you know, uh, Jake Allen, even when he didn't, you know, uh, see the puck or, or, or make the save, he found somehow that puck hit him, and then Benino wasn't able to, to score on the rebound, and then Balsers ended up missing the net on the empty net. So, you know, not a lot of things were going right as far as offensively for the Sharks tonight. And then, under 10 minutes remaining in the game, Jonathan Dolan, an opportunity in front, but there was Allen. Dolan gets behind the D, walking in, backhand shot, save made, rebound, it's poked wide of the goal, the net was open for Balsers, another backhand chance, Couture, another save by Allen, lifted out of the zone, what are they going to do to beat this guy? <laughs> I don't know, because they weren't able to do it tonight, and that was the Balsers' chance that uh, what we were talking about there, under 10 minutes to play in the third. It finally came down to where goaltender uh, Aiden Hill was pulled out of the nets with about three minutes to play by Bob Bugner. Sharks going for broke. They figure if you lose 3-0 or 4-0, it doesn't matter. you got to try and get some goals. They did. They had some chances. Allen stopped everything, and then it was time for Josh Anderson to poke it all the way down. Josh Anderson shoots from his own zone, and he scores. And that puts the cap on the night for the Canadians. Josh Anderson putting the empty net goal in. 4-0 Montreal. Time of that 17.52 of the third period. No matter what the Sharks threw at Jake Allen, nothing could go in at this point. Canadians gaining confidence defensively, and for the second consecutive game, the Sharks have allowed an empty net goal. That last part, a bit of a concern. San Jose has lost three straight, but this game wasn't over yet. With only a couple of seconds to play, the frustrated Sharks got involved. Hit by Romanov, thrown to the front of the net by the Sharks. That was a big hit on Lane Peterson, who gets back to his feet, shoots, deflected wide with seven seconds left, and now we got pushing and shoving as looks like one of the Sharks is going after Romanov. That is Gadjevich. Gadjevich and Romanov battling it out here as the clock has stopped. Gadjevich known for his ability to fight, and he is, with frustration, going at one of the best players on the Canadians today, Alexander Romanov. Got a couple of good shots in. Romanov threw a couple on his own. And that's going to be it for the two of them with 2.2 seconds to play. But it's not it for the commentary about what happened because the penalties were as follows. Romanov got five minutes for fighting. And Jonah Gadjevich getting two minutes for an instigator minor, five minutes for fighting. And because that instigation penalty was called with less than five minutes remaining in the game, he gets an automatic game misconduct and... He is automatically suspended by the National Hockey League for one game pending review by the Department of Player Safety in the National Hockey League. So uh, that is a serious levy, and it's something that you have to think about. You have to know what time it is on the clock uh, when, indeed, you are going to think about dropping the gloves and going at it. And uh, if you're defending yourself, it's one thing, but they deemed that Gadjevich started it and intended to start it, hence the instigator, hence these penalties, and I'm sure we'll hear from the league and hear whether or not they suspend him officially for a game in the next couple of hours. Yeah, I mean, it looks like if you go by the rule book, it would probably be, you know, possibly a one-gamer. I know they'll probably look at, you know, I think the rule was intended. You don't want to take advantage of something late that happened earlier in the game. So that is a play that happened in the moment. But, you know, it's one thing if Peterson came up to fight that, but with Gadjevich coming in. Stepping in. And there's another factor. If a one-game suspension is indeed imposed, the coach of the team, that being Bob Bugner, is fined $10,000.
So that's a pretty serious situation. And once again, actually, this is going to be reviewed by the director of hockey operations. Suspension will be served unless the incident is not related to the score or previous incidents of the game. So, because we'll I see. actually got one in one of my last years when, Did you? Uh, yeah, I got it was play in Detroit, and Dan was Cleary was that with the Sharks? Yeah, Dan Cleary clipped me in the jaw underneath five minutes to go, and. When he did, they missed the penalty, and I jumped Cleary in the corner. And it turned out that they reviewed it and took away my instigator because of the Cleary, you know, the hit there with Cleary. So they, they have the opportunity to do that, but it'll be different because I think I did that. Instead, it was Gadjevich coming in to, to protect somebody, but we'll see how this plays out. Indeed, that is the only real drama at the end of the contest, but there was no drama on the ice save for the dramatic performance of Jake Allen in the Nets with a 45-save shutout. That's a pretty impressive night for the kid from New Brunswick. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you know what Bob Bugner has to say about this game post game because you know sometimes when you look at this in the moment you're like oh you know the Sharks were really off they were off but if you look at the number of shots they had how were the scoring opportunities they gave up a couple good scoring chances but if you go back through the game the Sharks also had a lot of good scoring opportunities Jake Allen was there to to make the save so these are one of these interesting games it's not like they got outplayed start to finish and it was that if one key goal. Was it the power play at the end of the first period? Was it the power play at the end of the second? You know, was it Darlene's goal? Well, you know, chance, opportunity. You know, Balsers when he got those two feeds from Eklund. There was opportunities during this game for the Sharks to get back in this, but Jake Allen was there to, to kind of stonewall. So at the end of the game, you look and it's, you're like 4 nothing, Horrible game. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out when they watch the video and ski, see the scoring opportunity. You know what I think? I think it's going to come down to Toyota key number three. Power play, power play, power play, because all of a sudden the Sharks are ice cold. They had a chance to take a lead, maybe take the Canadians' enthusiasm out of the game in that first period. They had three power play chances. That may be where the game started to turn. Yeah, in crucial moments, especially, you know, we talk about the, you're coming off the road trip and, you, and you're and you playing and sometimes things aren't going to be great. You could see they were a little off on, on a few plays. There were, uh, you know, broken plays, this, that, defensive reads. So, you know, this that was the, a key moment for a power play to step in and, and get some big goals, give you that confidence and take you through the rest of the game. And it ended up happening the other way around, where Montreal was able to, to lean on a you know that power play goal late in the second, was able to get them that three nothing lead, and then you know some strong play from guys like Romanov and, and Drouin, and then you got Jake Allen just you know stonewalling everything in front of the net, um, and that's the way Montreal won the game tonight. So the Canadians up their record to two wins and six losses on the season. They finished the series one and one with the Sharks. Montreal with four points on the year. Jake Allen, his second victory of the year. The Sharks dropped back to four and three. They've lost three straight games after winning the first four. They will look to get back on the winning track on Saturday afternoon against the Winnipeg Jets in a four o'clock game at SAP Center. That's it for our instant replay. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.